We're holding Maseches Brachas, Perik Base, Mishnah 2.5. This Mishnah is going to discuss certain exemptions that apply to bridegrooms when they initially get married, that they're exempt from saying Kriyashma. Now, normally the rule is that when a person is involved in one mitzvah, then he's exempt from any other mitzvahs that come his way. Ha'osik b'mitzvah, patr a mitzvah. However, that applies only to someone who's involved in the physical activity of a mitzvah. So since his hands are full, so to speak, with doing one thing, he's exempt from doing the second thing. And that is actually learned out from a verse in Kriyashma, because it says, when you are sitting down in your home, which implies when you're sitting in your home you're, and on your own on your own time, at your leisure, then whatever mitzvahs come your way, including Kriyashma, including learning Torah, etc., are applied to a person, he must do them. But in the event that a person is uh, on God's time, so to speak, he's doing a mission from God, that mitzvah, whatever it is, so then he's exempt from performing whatever other mitzvah might come his way. Now that exemption, wouldn't necessarily apply to when a person is not physically involved, but only mentally occupied in performance of a mitzvah. And when it comes to a bridegroom, so Chazal or Mishar, the rabbis assess that a person on the eve of his wedding, if he's marrying a virgin, so he is mentally preoccupied uh, with the anxiety that's involved in getting married and consummating the marriage, and that would be enough to make it impossible for him, for most people, to have proper kavanah and Kriyashma, and therefore the rabbi said he's exempt altogether from saying Kriyashma until he consummates the marriage. His anxiety, says the Bartanura, based on the Gemara, is that he'll find that who he thought was a virgin, in fact, wasn't. And uh, that, of course, would undermine his ability to be married and, and uh, do the mitzvah of Puruvu, etc. And therefore, he's anxious about it. So it's an anxiety that is revolved around doing the mitzvah of Puruvu. The other shot that the Bartanura brings from his Rebbe's is that he has anxiety over being injured while consummating the marriage. Again, the way the Tosiyot understands it is they'll be uncomfortable with one and the other, and therefore he'll be overly rushed to do what he has to do to consummate the marriage, and actually could get injured in such a way that would prevent him from fulfilling the mitzvah, and subsequently of a pruru of having children, because he'd be a cruz shifcha and wouldn't be able to, to be married at all. The mission, therefore, says, Chasen, a bridegroom, Patimur Kriyashma, he's exempt from saying Kriyashma, Balayla HaRishon, on the first night of his wedding, Ad Motzi Shabbos, until Saturday night, Moti Shabbos. Now, in the time of the Mishnah, says the Gemara and base, people got married on Wednesday nights. The idea was that if they would find their wife indeed wasn't a basula, a virgin, then they would take her to bed in the next morning. And the bezin convened only on Mondays and Thursdays, so Wednesday night was right before Thursday morning. That, of course, doesn't apply even in the time of the Gemara, and therefore, says the Gemara, even in the Gemara's time, that Wednesday night policy no longer applies. Be that as it may, in the Mishnah's conception, a person's getting married on a Wednesday night, and they need to have four nights, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night, um, with which to consummate the marriage. And during that period, he would still be anxious. After four nights, says the Gemara, Bartonor explains, that he will no longer be anxious about his wife. He'll be comfortable with her. Libo Gaspa, he will be familiar and comfortable with her, and he'll uh, no longer be anxious about the consummation of the marriage. Um, and he also wouldn't he take her to Besden if he found that there's questions about her her virginity. So that being the case, after four nights, the dispensation no longer applies. And even if he hadn't yet consummated the marriage, um, on the fifth night, he would have to raise a Kriyashma. There's a separate Mechlokos Roshonim if we're talking about just the nights or also the day recitals of Kriyashma. 
because since it's not really appropriate for him to contemplate the marriage during the day, it may be that his mind is not preoccupied with doing the mitzvah in the daytime, and therefore he shouldn't say Kriyashma during the daytime, even before consummating. Other people, other Rishonim explain, no, it's, it applies all four days, including both day and night. I see I read the Mishnah, I parsed it poorly. I should have continued on to read it fully to say, Chasen Patim Kriyashma Balayla HaRishon. Chasen, the bridegroom is exempt from Kriyashma on the first night he gets married. Ad Motzei Shabbos, until after Shabbos, four days later. Im Lo Asamasa, provided, of course, he didn't consummate the marriage. Meaning, if he consummated the marriage after two days, so then on the third day, even though it's not Motzei Shabbos, he, of course, is Chayev. And in fact, he even be Chayev on the night he consummated the marriage after the consummation, presuming it's still time to say Kriyashma, um, since he's no longer Tarud, no longer occupied mentally with the anxiety of performing that mitzvah. Now we have a story, Masa, Rabban Gamliel, the same Rabban Gamliel from Yavna we saw before, Shekara Belayla Harishan Shanasa. He read, he recited the Kriyashma on the first night that he got married. He's marrying a basula, a virgin, and therefore he is pator, and yet he did it anyways. Amr lo tamida. So therefore his students said to him, lo harishon. They asked him, didn't you, our teacher, teach us that a chassan is in fact exempt from saying kriyashma on the first night of his wedding? Interesting to point out here that this Mishnah phrases, describes how the students phrase their question, objection to the Rabbi Gamliel, their teacher, because the rule is one has to give proper covet to his parent or his teacher, and therefore, although there's a mitzvah tochacha to call someone out and reprove them, in the event you see some, them doing something that's questionable or wrong, uh, it's inappropriate and not respectful to say it in a declarative way. You did something wrong to your teacher or your rabbi, and therefore the proper way to do it is to ask as a question. That's something I try to teach my own children. That when you have see something that doesn't look right, you should ask as a question. Didn't you teach us, or isn't it? Allah that it says such and such. Uh, that's by the by, but the Mishnah is conveying that point here. Rabban Gamil responds, Amr lahem, lahem He says, literally, I'm not going to listen to you to annul from myself the kingship of he- heaven for even a moment. Rabban Gamil is not a, refuting the point that Achasan is indeed exempt from saying Kriyashma on, on the night of his wedding. He's just saying, notwithstanding the exemption, I'm not going to afford myself of that exemption because I can't, I'm not prepared to forego the opportunity to be Mekabal Omochoshimayim, to accept the yoke of heaven upon me, and uh, therefore I'm not going to afford myself of, of that exemption. There's actually more to say here about if that is or isn't appropriate and to whom, um, but we'll save that to the end of the parak when we revisit that topic.